All right, here we go with another state championship edition of the Final Score Podcast. A special welcome to all those joining us on Facebook Live. My name is Greg Swatek, and with a 31-8 victory over Dunbar High School in the Class 1A championship game, Catoctin High School won its second state championship in football. The Cougars finished the season at 13-1. They averaged more than 40 points per game. Their defense was one of the most improved units in all of Frederick County football. Catoctin previously won a football state title in 2009. Here to talk about all of this and more is their longtime coach on the right, uh, Doug Williams. Uh, the team's uh, senior receiver, uh, Eli Fry, in the middle, wearing, wearing his Ravens uh, gear proudly. As well as a senior running back and a defensive lineman, uh, Jake Baker. Welcome to all of you guys, and uh, we are taking questions uh, for the guys, so if you have one, uh, just uh, please uh, submit it in the comments section, and our producer here, Graham Cullen, will pass it along, and then we'll get it asked. And uh, also should point out that audio of the podcast uh, will be available later on fmppodcast.com and all the normal places where you get the final score. All right, Coach Williams, how long have you been at this? How long have you been coaching at Catoctin? At Catoctin, 29 years. And, and, and how many overall? 42. 42 years overall. H- how much did you enjoy working with this particular group? Uh, this, this team was very enjoyable to work with because um, it didn't feel like you were going to work when you came down to practice. They were ready to be coached. Uh, they were very coachable. Uh, they're fu- fun human beings to be around. So, uh, you know, that, that's the majority of coaching is, is who you coach, who you coach with, and then who you coach. So come down every day to these guys waiting for you on the field, ready to go. Uh, great human beings. Uh, can't wait to see them in the future when they grow up to be men. Um, it, was, it was more than just a player-coach relationship. It was a pure relationship with uh, human beings. It was awesome. And your enjoyment was, was obvious over the course of the season because in your post-game chats, after your post-game chats, you, I saw you a couple of times. You were, you were diving into the mosh pit of players uh, in, in the post-game chats. I mean, is that something you normally do, or, or, or how, did that, how did that start? Uh, uh, this is the first year I ever do. I did it maybe once or twice last year, but before that I never did it before ever. So it was just – these guys were just fun, man, just fun to be around with. Um, yeah, it's contagious, you know, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's very contagious. And, you know, they were just eager to um, get better every week, um, eager to get good. I mean, they, uh, one of the best film-watching teams we ever had. I mean, they, they were into it. Yeah, and, and Eli and Jake, I mean, you guys probably grew up as kids dreaming of winning a, a state championship. So to do it uh, your senior year, to close your high school careers on that field, uh, raising the trophy, Eli. What did that mean to you? Uh, well, you know, it's every little kid's dream to win states. Eventually, that's the ultimate goal. Coming up through youth, and we're always a good team. But a lot of times, you know, we wouldn't be able to finish out. We never won like a championship in middle school or elementary or anything like that. So I guess we won it in the most important time. How long have you guys been playing together, Jake? Uh, so a lot of them had been playing together since flag. I came out, I came into the program in mini pony, the next level after flag. So, I mean, that puts it around 12 or more years, probably, like probably 14. close for, yeah, 14 for me personally. Yeah. And, and, and the bond is, is, is obvious when, when you watch you guys play too. 
Um, just what did it mean to you to, to, to close your high school career as a state champ? Uh, it meant a lot uh, to me as, and to everybody on the team and everybody in the community. We were all so invested in it once we realized that we had the potential to do it. We were, it just motivated us even more to get, get, the, get the gold. Yeah. Now to get to the championship game, to, to get to Annapolis and Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium, you guys had to go through two of the best um, 1A programs in the state, Fort Hill in the state semifinals and then Dunbar in the, in the state final. Uh, I think between those two schools, you're, you're talking like 20 state championships, Coach Williams. Uh, just what, what do you think about your kids being able to overcome those two programs in, in, in the final two games? Oh, that that's a real good point you say because we, we knew we were pretty good and we knew we could compete with them but we as coaches really don't count you can tell kids how good they are and and, and we can win this game but do they believe it and uh, these kids man they just they believe they could beat Ford Hill uh, they had confidence in Ford Hill they they weren't worried about Ford Hill at all they did they knew that they were good and uh, Ford Hill better bring their A game, and they proved it. And then in Dunbar, we were worried about Dunbar because Dunbar's good, real good, and real fast, and their, their history speaks for itself. And here again, you wonder, are uh, 17-year-old boys going to believe how good they really could be? And they did. So going into the game, we as coaches knew we could win those games, uh, but we, we really don't count. Did the kids believe it? And they proved they did. Yeah, I, I want to start with the Fort Hill game, Eli, because last year you guys went to Fort Hill in, in the region championship game, and, and, and things didn't go your way uh, in, in a big way. Fort Hill really put it on you. I think 55-6 to six, uh, was, was the final score, and, and you guys hung that score in your weight room all summer uh, as a reminder that this is what happened last year, and this is how much harder we have to work to get to where we want to go. What was it like staring at that number all off season? And uh, I, and just what was the week like preparing for Fort Hill? Because I think you told me that you had watched more film than any team ever in the history of football. So, yeah, well, uh, you know, like I mentioned youth earlier, we never got blown out in youth like that ever. That was probably that was one of the worst football losses I've ever had. So, you know, that that helped motivate us a lot in the weight room and stuff just because it was everywhere. It wasn't meant to put us down. It was just like. You know, we could be skipping lifting and stuff and not participate in the offseason, or we can get better so we can make it to that ultimate goal of uh, the state championship. And what was the week like going into that game? Because you guys had taken the number down so you could focus on your week-by-week -week opponents, but then that that number went back up the, the week of the Fort Hill game. Just what was that week like going into that game? Uh... I would have to say it's probably the most focused week we had all season, even leading maybe not as much as state, but pretty close to it. Uh, I think the biggest factor that played into it was we were confident but not cocky. So we knew that if we played our game, we could we were going to win, and we thought we were the better team. It was just whether or not uh, who showed up that night and how we were going to play. So that week it was mainly just about staying focused and knowing what they were going to do as soon as the ball was snapped. Right. And the final score of that game was 41 nothing, Jake. Not a lot of teams uh, shut out Ford Hill. I think it was the first time since 2003 or 2004 since they had been shut out. Yeah. Not many teams put a running clock on Ford Hill. Just what was it like uh, during that game and, and, and just 
just the whole experience overall? Well, so defensively, throughout the, we talked about practice, throughout the whole week in practice, our unit, as the week went on, we were getting better and better and better at predicting the plays and just again, coming together, everybody was doing their jobs. And we came into the game, nerves were a little high, you know, we're, we're still playing them, we're confident, but we're, you're still a little nervous. It's still a huge game and the atmosphere was really electric and I think that fed into our defense and our defense when we got that first like first few stops and we three and outed them we were we were feeling good and then after that the the energy kept riding and it rode into the offense and everybody was doing their jobs and we really came together as a team that game I think could you tell that they knew that you knew what they what they were going to do yeah yeah they were they were definitely starting to be like I mean they knew after the first few defensive drives, they weren't going to run anything we didn't expect. Right. So. And what was the celebration like afterwards? It seemed like the, the, the crowd was on the field. You, you guys were running around. You're celebrating. You're, I mean, you're in the state final. What was, it, what was that moment like? Uh, it, it was pretty surreal. Surreal moment. Uh, it was really great to see the whole community and everybody from our school and in the town all excited and people coming back that are, are from the area real real pumped up for our game it was it meant a lot to all of us and I think it gave us that extra extra oomph to win the game and, and and it made it all the more exciting when we won to be excited with all those people right so you guys were super prepared for Fort Hill Eli what was the preparation week like going into the Dunbar game the state final uh, I, I would say it was probably the same focus uh, it was a little bit different because we were traveling to the mount so we could practice on turf so we were prepared for cutting on turf and just getting used to turf because we're normally on grass obviously and we use grass to our advantage a lot over teams so we don't want to be a disadvantage when we went to navy so you know while a lot of teams could have gotten all focused when we uh, moved fields we were still the same it was very cold and windy and we still all focused very well and hung in there and uh well, I thought we were pretty prepared for the game. Nervous, or were, were there not really many nerves since you'd played in a lot of big games before? Uh, for me personally, uh, just or is it, the it, team? Well, personally, and, and could you sense the team was a little on edge? Uh, or, um, I would say that I almost feel like we were just as nervous going into Fort Hill. After we beat Fort Hill like that, it just boosted our confidence more. And I'm not going to say we weren't nervous, but we were very confident. And it wasn't like... Uh, there was any freakouts or anything in practice uh, because people were getting frustrated. Everyone was still coming together, and I thought we had a great week of practice. Yeah, so let's walk through this game a little bit. Uh, Dunbar um, get, gets the opening kickoff, and on the very first play of the game, I, I believe it's your teammate Jake uh, Connor Cock. He, uh, he uh, comes through the line, and he, and he nails, nails the Dunbar running back, and you guys force a fumble, and you guys force a turnover on the, on the first play of the game. What's, what sort of lift was that play uh, for you guys? That, that was huge. A big thing about our defense is when, when we get going, there's, there's nothing that's going to stop us. We're not going to get discouraged by them getting a first down or anything, especially as you cause a huge turnover like that. I mean, like I said, the offense is going to come in pumped, too. They're going to be real excited, so... I think it set us up for a great, great uh, start to the game. Right. So a turnover on the first play, Eli. You guys take over, and and, and how did the first drive go? Because it resulted, in, I, I guess, in a, in, in, a, in a field goal for you by uh, by uh, Simon uh, uh, Granados. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we just knew that we had to stick to, stick with what we knew. Got to run the ball and pass off of it. And 
we drove all the way down the field and obviously we would have loved a touchdown but when we got the field goal we knew that it ju we just have to come back out on defense and keep going nobody got too excited and nobody got upset about not scoring a touchdown was that just a nice little settling feeling and getting getting that those first points yeah definitely i feel like us just putting ourselves ahead of them and we were hoping that they would freak out before we did it was just the first step and everybody you know it was a little sigh of relief after that first point right. first points were on the board right. so. so dunbar gets the ball back another three and out for the for the defense uh there jake and uh dunbar punts but it, but it's a really short punt uh so he, so here you guys are, are again in, in prime position and i think the first play um uh, carson uh, sakari uh, uh, uh scores a touchdown on so here you guys are off and rolling just what was the feeling like at that moment after carson scored that touchdown I, I think it really set in at that moment so we were confident coming into the game but as soon as all that occurred we were ready we were confident that we, we could really do this. Like, this is, we're on our way to winning. So all right. we gotta do is keep it up. How about Carson's season? I mean, uh, 2,300 yards, uh, 41 uh, total touchdowns. I know you're often a lead blocker for him. Just just what do you think of the season that your teammate, um, Carson Sakari had? And he's only a junior, so he'll be back next year. Uh, I, th I think it was amazing. We couldn't have asked for him to do a better job. I mean, he laid it all out there every time he stepped out. And I mean, that's all you can ask for him. Everybody was just, I mean, we, we, we just want him, we want to win. So he's marching that ball down the field. It's feeling great. So we're, we're already, you know. Right. As a wide receiver, I mean, Carson's counting on you, Eli, to, 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 to block. And he often credited you for, for, for some of the blocks that you made. Just what are you sort of doing as a, as a receiver trying to set up blocks for him? So against man teams, it's kind of an easy job because if they're up and pressing you, you can just – fake run around and they'll follow you and then as soon as you they realize that it's a run play that's when you break down and block uh, I would say blocking against his own team is much more difficult because they can see what's going on the hardest thing was uh, you know approaching the block and not knowing where Carson is so you know sometimes he would run me over in the back because uh, I wouldn't attack the block enough or whatever but I, it was definitely a learning curve that after the first global games, we got it down pretty well, and he would know where I'd block the defender. So he'd help me. He would help make my blocks look good too. His vision is obviously so good, and and being that he picks up on little cues and stuff, does that change the way you block at all? Uh, I mean, I knew Carson was of obviously a very fast running back, so a lot of the times I would try to get the outside edge. But I knew if I couldn't get the outside edge and I just squared him up and blocked him forward that I'm giving Carson both ways and he'll make something happen. Right. What are your thoughts on the, on the season that he had, uh, Eli? Uh, I think that it's almost unbelievable coming into the season. I never thought Carson was a bad running back. I always knew he was a really good running back. But a season like that, you know, that'll be in the record books for a while. So it, I thought it was pretty awesome to watch and be a part of. How about your quarterback, too, uh, Ryan Orr, uh, a junior, uh, a first-year starter stepping into the position? Uh, just, just how about the job that he did uh, for you guys all season? I thought Ryan did an amazing job. He stepped in. Uh, he didn't play varsity last year. A lot of us uh, got to play some varsity our sophomore year and had some more time to prepare. He came in, like, a couple times, like, long snapper. But I thought – for being the quarterback position, you know, you have to be the leader of the team. You have to keep your composure. I thought he always did an amazing job. He never uh, lost his composure in the huddle. Everybody always knew that no matter what happened, 
his fault, anybody else's fault. We were just going to come back into the huddle and uh, play the next play. How did, how did Ryan improve over the course of the season in your mind, uh, Jake? Uh, I think as the course of the season went on, his confidence went way up. He, he, he realized, hey, I, I can do this. This is, this is a role that, that I, will, I will fill, and I will fill it well. So I think his confidence got a lot better, and that just led to him performing even better. So. And in the state championship game against Dunbar, he threw two almost perfect uh, passes to Travis Fields uh, for, for, for touchdowns. Had you seen him throw two better balls than the, than the one he had Travis with? Uh, I always knew. Ryan's, I think his favorite part about playing quarterback is the deep ball. So getting to uh, see him throw to Travis with little safety help, I knew they were going to be good passes, and they, were, they couldn't be any better, like you said. Right. Uh, Coach Williams, I wanted to ask you about your defense because it, like I mentioned uh, at the top, it did improve a lot. I mean, you guys started the season by giving up 30-plus points uh, to Boonesboro. I mean, the, the defense wasn't at its best at the start of the season. Just Can you talk about that group and, and, and how it improved over the course of the season? Yeah. In the beginning of the year, um, the, uh, we had a couple kids playing new positions. Uh, we weren't sure if we had them in the right position. Um, their their technique. We need to do a better job coaching their technique in the beginning of the year. Uh, you know, we struggled against Boonesboro, which is a real good offensive team. Um, we had a couple. We had four defenses in the beginning of the year, and as the team as the year went on, our our assistant coaches, you know, said, "Look, we need to make this simpler for our kids, so they can just line up and react." So as the season went on, our defensive coaches started taking defensive fronts and, and stunts out of the uh, system that we are using. And then, our, and, then they, and then our coaches did a great job of working harder on the fundamentals. So as the season went on, the coaches made it simpler for our kids. Then our kids started buying into the fundamental aspect of practice. And then as the season went on, uh, we got very good. We were very good defense by the end of the year. And the reason being is our assistant coaches started uh, uh, making some real good decisions, and then our kids bought into the scheme. And uh, by the end of the year, we were a very simple defense, and our kids were very good fundamentally. And uh, uh, I've, I've had several uh, coaches come up to me and say that was the most improved defense uh, he's ever seen at Catoctin. And I agree 100%. I mean, if you watch us play in the beginning of the year defensively and then you hold Ford Hill and Dunbar to a total of eight points at the end of the year, it's not the same defense. And you're shortchanging yourself again. When you played Boonesboro again in the, in the playoffs, they, they, scored, they scored six points against you guys. Correct, so, correct. So that was the difference in the defense. Yeah, Jake, you guys were great at forcing turnovers. Why? Uh, just a, a lot of practice and, and uh, a lot of drills in practice. So we were – always looking for the opportunity to take the ball back because we know the quicker we get our offense on the field, the quicker they rack the points up. And, I mean, in best-case scenario, we make some points happen on defense. So. How are you guys feeling on defense after that Boonesboro game? Uh, after the Boons, the first Boonesboro game, we knew we, we had some work to do for sure. So I think we all knew if we wanted to have a, a run, we needed to buckle down on the defense. So we all pr took it pretty seriously and started really uh, – focusing on getting ourselves better and listening to what the coaches had to tell us. And, and how about the offense, Eli? Because I think five turnovers, uh, you, you're able to score a bunch of points and, and win that Boonesboro game, but the offense wasn't playing at its best either with, with five turnovers in that game. Yeah, uh, that was a horrendous performance. 
by uh, pretty much everybody on the offense at that point because, you know, we would drive all the way up the field just to fumble it. And I think it shows uh, who we are as a team that we had five turnovers. I think they only had one or two, and we still had the grit to uh, fight through it and still win. And I think that's probably the biggest thing about our team is, you know, we're going to keep going until the last, the last whistle. And, and, and then the defense even uh, got into the scoring act, too. In the Fort Hill game, uh, Jacob uh, McElvain scooped up a fumble <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and scored. What, what was that moment like watching Big Jake uh, uh, running in there? Uh, it, it was great. It was like a, like the scene from uh, Forrest Gump where he's r running for the first time. It, it was like that. It was, it was just you were just staring at him, and it was like everything else was in slow motion, and Jake's running running for the the touchdown, and we were all just really excited. What, what, what did you say to him? Because you score touchdowns on offense occasionally. Yeah. So, so you, you're used to the feeling, but but he's probably not. So, so what, did, what did you say to him when uh, when you guys were celebrating that? I mean, there, there's not much you can say to a guy that excited. We were just patting, patting him up like, way to go. I mean, or how, like, we were just asking him, how's it, how's it feel to score one? Like, right. We wanted to know. But... Did you did you guys think you would be this good offensively, uh, Eli? I mean, for, averaging more than forty points a game. I mean, you knew you were you were going to be pretty good or had a feeling, but but I mean, did your expect were your expectations surpassed by the amount of points you guys scored? Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, I never coming into the season, I never really uh, had like a uh, score in mind that I thought we would we would have per game, but. You know, I don't think anybody can expect to have over 40 points a game. Right. And, and, and how did the offense get better over the course of the season? Uh, I think we uh, just would use what the defense we thought was their weakest aspect and attack that the most. And we would just game plan all week with that. So I think, uh, you know, having success is only going to create more success because you're going to have a better understanding of what to do. So I think just us having successful plays and getting game experience for some of the guys that didn't have as much game experience that helped our offense just getting get even better. It's kind of a pick your poison situation, right? Because yeah. you guys could run and pass. I mean, if if teams geared up to stop uh, Carson, uh, Ryan could throw to you, or he could throw to Travis uh, Fields. And if if they sat back and and, and tried to defend the pass, uh, Carson would would tear them up. So it was sort of a pick your poison situation, right? Yeah, I definitely. Uh, I think a big part of our team is we were unselfish. So you know, some nights uh, I think w Carson one of the playoff games had six touchdowns, and you know that was all the touchdowns. But none of the receivers are complaining because we're like, hey, we're winning, uh, and if they're not going to stop the run, why not keep running it? You know what I mean? So I think that definitely put a put teams in a big pickle because you can't nobody could stop both of our strengths at at once in the night. Right. What 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 made this such a special team in your mind, uh, Jake? Uh, I think you just said it. The the team, uh, just just how we played together. No individuals. We were all just really came together, and we we just wanted to do our job so we could win. Right. And we wanted to do it for the people next to us and everybody in between. So, All right, C Coach Williams, what were your expectations of this group coming into the season? Uh, we knew we had the skill players, and we questioned how our offensive line was going to be. And uh, as the as the season went on, our offensive line really started to get well. And uh, let me make us uh, do a uh, a plus for Jake and Eli here. Um, the reason why we could run the ball so well 
is because our offensive line would get the first six, seven, eight yards and our receivers blocking on the edge. Uh, most receivers, believe it or not, are selfish and they don't like to block. All they want to do is catch. Where our receivers were unselfish, so they would either block or catch the ball depending on what we needed. So our offensive line receivers would get, get us six, seven, eight yards. Carson would get us the 30 and the 40 yard runs. But the first eight yards were the receivers and Jake at the fullback and the offensive line blocking. And then when you got a kid like Carson, you know, he can he could take it to the house. Yeah, I was going to say, because every time I asked you about Carson, you would say, well, he's running behind a pretty good line. And, and, and that was very true. But, but, but Carson has something that a lot of high school running backs don't have. What, what is it in your mind? His vision. He has vision. He can see, he can see to his left and his to to his right. He knows his receivers and how they're blocking on the edge. Uh, you can try to coach that, but uh, you, you really can't coach that. He just has great vision and he has great acceleration. I mean, there'll be a whole memory in football, the holes open and they close. Well, if you have a kid who can accelerate, he can get through there like Carson. If he can't accelerate, sometimes the kid doesn't get through the hole. Right. So it was, it was a total total team effort on offense right and what what, what did you think you had a quarterback in in, in ryan or well, we didn't here? know we didn't know like eli said he was young and and uh, eli could eli could have played quarterback for us to this year uh and been very good at it most people don't know that uh, but eli we needed him to play receiver so he moved out receiver so we didn't know how good Ryan was going to be we knew we had another one if ryan didn't come through but ryan came through ryan just kept getting better and better as the year went on, like Eli said, he didn't freak. He didn't freak out. Quarterbacks are going to make mistakes, and everybody in the whole stands knows it. Well, he didn't freak when he made a mistake. So when you have a kid that fixes and not freaks, uh, he's going to get better, and that's what he did. When, when did winning a state title, when did that become real in your mind, the possibility of it? During the game or? During, during the season. Oh, well, I had no idea we could be state champs. I, I, I'm a guy that just takes one game at a time. You can only take, you can only get ready for Friday. And that's all we cared about was Friday. All we cared about was the first quarter. We didn't worry about the second half. You're not a guy that looks ahead. No, and neither did these, neither did these kids. I mean, and the Walkersville game was a monstrous game for us. Even though we lost uh, in overtime, um, our kids didn't freak out. We came storming back and, and almost won the game. Uh, we didn't, but our kids didn't freak, and we knew we had a special group then that, wow, man, we were we were by, behind 21-7, I think it was. 21-7, we weren't playing with a crap, but our kids just came storming back, and we knew we had something special there. So I knew we could we, – we as a staff knew we could be pretty good then. We just didn't know how good. All right, I want to ask you about that Walkersville game, but a quick reminder, uh, we are taking questions for the guys. Uh, so if you have one, uh, pass it along in the comment section, and we'll get it asked for you. Uh, you lost to Walkersville in overtime, Eli. What what did that moment do for you guys as a team? Uh, I think everybody's pretty upset, you know. It was a really tough game and a really tough opponent, uh, one of the better schools in the county, uh, you know, Instead of uh, being upset about it or being super proud that we stuck with them, we, uh, we just knew that if we wanted to win states or make it to the next level of play that we needed to, we needed to pull games out like that. So I think it was just a good experience for us in close game situations, big game situations that down the road helped us pull out other games. Yeah, in your mind, what was the lesson of the Walkersville game, Jake? 
Uh, I think I agree. I think it taught us what it's like to be in a big game, and uh, and it, it showed us as a team that we're never we're never going to be behind because we're we're going to come back. But it it's you you can never let a team come out and do that to you. So we knew from there we got to be the ones that do it first, right? And, and then we won't have a problem, right? Uh, the community support, Coach Williams. I mean, you you guys have it every single week. It, 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 at the state championship game, it seemed like half the stands were filled by uh, Catoctin fans, or, or more more than that. Your half of the stadium was the stands were filled. So, uh, just talk about that and just the support this program has. Uh, the, the support of Catoctin community is unbelievable. Uh, it it as as the season went on, we always had good crowds. But then we had the Fort Hill crowd, and uh, I don't know how many was there, but it was a very large crowd. And uh, everywhere we went, our, our community was pulling for us. Former coaches, former teachers, former students, former players just kept pouring in the emails and the texts. And then we went down to the uh, – when we went down uh, to the um, state championship, they we had community uh, had a breakfast for us, and they had a send-off surrounded the bus as we sent it off and then uh and then the county gave us uh um uh, a cop car to send us all the way down there uh, all the way down there and all the way back and then we had i uh, had uh, many people tell us for sure we had the largest crowd of all four games all, all four, four state, all four games in there the yeah. doctor had the largest crowd then we come home and it just kept getting bigger so we go we go over the overpass by uh um uh, Costco down here in Frederick. Well, they had a they had two fire engines on top of the overpass with the lights on, the sirens on, and guys standing on top welcoming welcoming us home in Frederick. In Frederick, you gotta be kidding me. So there was two overpasses that did that. And then as we and then as we come into Thermont, um, uh, we drove down. There's there's two main drags there. We drove down the main drag. There was people lined up all sides of the street, all the way through town. Through the red light, through up to, uh, to the uh, to where Sheets is. Then we go up to Emmitsburg. They closed off. Then all these fire trucks. We must have had 15 fire trucks following us with lights on. People on 15 uh, wouldn't pass us because they thought something was going on. They thought something was the matter. So then we pull in Emmitsburg, and they closed off the main square. So the only one we could go by was us and all these fire trucks. And and then we come back to the school, and we got mobbed as we got out of the bus. Uh, couldn't even make it up to the entrance because there's so many people. And then they had signs all over the town. Someone put signs up all over the town. The businesses had uh, uh, um, good luck down the stage, could talk. Then we come back, then the congratulations on the state championship. And just everywhere we daggone go, people are. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. The community follow was fantastic i'm not going to ask you to compare seasons or teams because i know you don't like to do that but 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 compare what was it was the scene similar when you guys were riding back in 2009 that was, that it, was, it was it was very similar but remember social media wasn't that big in 09 right yeah so not as many people could follow us and knew where we were well, plus that was, i think then. i think back then it was like a rainy and then it was a terrible night. stormy yeah. snowy day so the the conditions were terrible people even got wrecks going down to the game that's right. how bad it was so it's hard to compare it's just different right what was it like eli hearing the huge crowd every time you guys scored made a big defensive play uh what was it like raising the trophy in front of that big uh, cheering uh crowd and, and and tell us about the bus ride home too 
Well, I just want to say that I had no idea that many people even were from Thermont. Right. Uh, <laughs> I, when, I probably didn't even look up into the stands really until right before the game because I was just trying to stay focused. But I couldn't believe how many people were there. Like you said, it was almost full. The available section to sit in was almost full. And we went to the game the night before. It wasn't like that. And that was 4A. So I thought that was pretty crazy to look at. And then the fire engine, like he said, you know, all the following us all the way from Frederick, like all 15 of them. I thought that was pretty crazy. And then just all these people taking the time out of their day to, uh, you know, stand and wait for us. Uh, in both Emmitsburg and Thermont, and I think it was just we all the football players, you know, we did it for the community and for us. But I think I'm glad the community, you know, took pride in what we did and supported us through the whole thing. Yeah, could you hear the crowd, Jake, uh, when you guys would make a big tackle or a big play uh, on either side of the ball? Yeah, I mean, it, you you go on the field, you have that tunnel vision. I mean, you can't really hear much, but it, it was so loud that you were hearing it through your through your vision, your tunnel vision. So it was it was really really loud. Right, and what was the celebration like for you? Just the whole post game, seeing it on on the field with the trophy, just just the ride back. What was that was that uh, like it, for you? It was really it was really surreal. It was hard to believe, you know. I mean, we all we had faith that it, we were going to do it, but just to be in the moment, it it was really it, it takes a little bit to hit you. And then on the way back, having the, all the support from the community at the game, and then on the especially during a parade to really see everybody from Thurmont, how how excited they were of, of us and we were really happy i mean you dream of moments like that yeah. uh, did the did the reality sort of match up with the dream at all or? i i think it blew it away and I blew mean, it away yeah yeah we could have never imagined that being the game how the the atmosphere was at the game and and, and uh, afterwards Right. The, the fact that you guys had the game in hand, Eli, was, it, was that sort of an enjoyable feeling, too? You weren't, didn't have to sweat it out. I mean, you sort of knew that the game, you were going to win probably in the fourth quarter, like long before the game was over. Was that So you sort of got to enjoy it uh, over, the, over the final 12 minutes or so. Was that pretty nice? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was going in the game, you know, I was ready for a really stressful game, you know, one where it could be a last-second touchdown, something like that, to win the game. So for us to be able to build that lead fast and hold them the rest of the game after that first touchdown, it, you know, everybody could just breathe throughout the entire game. And I think that that made it so nobody had nerves, really, because we had a comfortable enough lead that people weren't scared to be aggressive and make mistakes. So I think that also benefited us. Right. Did the reality surpass your, your dreams of, 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 of the moment, too? Yeah, uh, I don't think it really hit me that we won states until, you know, we got off the bus back at the high school. So just with everybody there, it was, like you said, it was just surreal. Kind of felt like town heroes, right? Yeah. Uh, riding, riding in on the bus. So, uh, Jake, what was the high point of the season uh, other than the state win? Uh, what, what will you remember the most about the season? Uh, I, I definitely remember the Walkersville game. I definitely remember the Fort Hill game for sure. Why, why the Walkersville game? That was a loss. Because it was our it was our only loss. I mean, it was a it was a tough tough fought game, and it taught us a lot. And I think that was really the turning point of our season to getting to our whole new level. It was the turning yeah. point that that propelled you guys forward. Mm -hmm. So, and and what about the Fort Hill game? Uh, really, we'll all we'll uh, just just the like amount of preparation that we put into the Fort Hill game and the the amount of the the amount of time that it just sat in the back of our minds like kind of eating at us like the, the just it just 
it was a it was a very good experience to to come together and see all the hard work come to come to light. Yeah, high point in the season for you, Eli, other than the the final game. Uh, I think it was like he said, it was Walkersville, but then the, definitely the highest one for me is Fort Hill, just because you know, leading up to that week, we we weren't trying to focus on all the social media drama, you know, Fort Hill saying they're going to take over our stands and all of that stuff. So. When we finally got there and we were able to look up at the crowd and see that, you know, and By the way, were you guys hearing any of that during the week or were you really doing a good job oh, and drowning it all out? I mean, we were all definitely hearing it. You know, a lot of kids were trying not to, like, you know, go on and see it themselves because then you're tempted to say something. But I, we did a pretty good job ignoring it. You know, no, none of the players got involved in any of that. But, you know, looking up the crowd and seeing we had more people than them, it just, you know, fueled our fires. And, you know, we used it as motivation because... You know, we we were the higher seed, so we th- we definitely deserved that home field advantage, and I think we used that to uh, propel us right away. Right, and you mentioned the Walkersville game too. Why? You know, uh, I think it just last year we had a lot. We basically have the same team as last year. We lost like four or five seniors. I think that's not much. So we always knew that we were going to come back from behind if we needed to. We were going to pull out close games, but. Uh, we didn't have very many close games this year. So having Walkersville to show that we're going to come back and not give up on a really good, talented team was, uh, I think that was, like he said, the turning point in the season. It was huge for us. Right. Coach Williams, what moments will you appreciate the most? Oh, man, I, I really enjoy um, uh, practices. I know this sounds crazy, but uh, when we have team meetings before practices, and then we have meetings with the kids after practice, and with practice, that, that that's a special moment. That's what I, you know, if and when I retire, that'll be what I'll miss the most. Don't get me wrong. I miss the, the games are great, the championships great, but the, the, the relationships and the private time with the kids, the crying and kids coming telling me how their mom has cancer, uh, they had a bad weekend, uh, That that's what's so special to me because... Um, those are the memories I'm remember, and those are going to be the relationships that will go on for a long time, years after the season's over. Yeah, you said after the Dunbar game that Monday afternoons that was one of your favorite times during the week when when it was time for practice again. Yeah, it, it's because it's it's one on one, and it's it's one on four, it's one on eleven with the kids. I mean, it's 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 like private time with your family. I mean, they're not my family, family, but they're part of my football family so that's when the relationships are built and I mean you know and you know we cry together we laugh together we yell at each other I mean those are all parts of relationship building and uh, that that's what that's what I'll remember yeah I mean people just see the games largely and 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 they uh, really only see the results and, and react based on the results but there is a lot more that goes on and and it, it, it really is quite quite the journey from start to finish from from early, mid the middle of August to early December, I mean that that's how long this goes on for, and even before that, with the off season program and seven on sevens, and I think you guys start your weight program what in, in, in j- January. January. I'm right. you, it's it's year round. I mean it's it's year round. Yeah, it never I mean, stops. These kids are doing stuff year round. This is you know 2019. It's different football. Uh, 50 years ago, 40 years ago when I started, it's year round stuff now. So it's. I mean, you're really around these kids a lot. Right. So, so it's an investment, not only for, for you, but for the kids. Is, is this one of the most invested groups that you've had at Catoctin? Well, I, I'm not going to say they're most invested, but they were very invested. I will say they're the most film-watching 
investment team we ever had, and that really paid off for us, really paid off for us. I mean, our kids, and they walked on the field between our assistant coaches coaching them and them watching film on their own. They, they, they knew what was going on. Are you, are you enjoying your job as much as you always have? Oh, absolutely, because it's, it's a relationship job. I mean, who wouldn't want to coach these two kids right here and, and the rest of them? I mean, who wouldn't want to have a relationship with these guys? It's going to last forever. Right. Uh, you, you mentioned if and when you retire. Are you a guy that can actually retire? Could, could, you, could you walk away from this? Well, man, you asked me a hard question. I, I can't answer that right now. Okay. But I, I, mean, I take right. a one year at a time. It's always one year at a time. So, so you're year to year. So year some, to year some, to some players year are day to day. You're year to year. So, um, so how do you keep this thing rolling now? Uh, just sort of your, your off-season program will start, I guess, in a couple of weeks. Just what will the focus be once once the kids report for that? Well, it's it's always on the, the kids that play. Uh, we want our kids to play winter sports and spring sports. Right. So our focus isn't on them. It's it's on the kids that don't play any sports. Right. So we need to get them in the weight room, get them strong. Right. And what will your message be um, uh, at, at the first workout? Well, if you want to succeed like the 2019 season, you you got to get in the weight room, be dedicated, or you got to be playing these other sports. You got to you got to stay in shape year round. Right. Are are sports part of your uh, future, uh, Eli, in, in college? Uh, yeah, I plan. I'm I haven't decided on the school yet, but I'm gonna try to play football in college. You're, you want to play football in college? Yeah. How about how about for you, Jake? What, what's, uh, your, what's your? Because you're you're a, you're a good wrestler too. Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely focused on football going into college. So. Yeah, yeah. Did you know? Do you know where yet, or still going through? Still still going through the process. Still trying to figure out where. Right. Well, guys, I I appreciate y'all coming in. Uh, Congratulations on all your success. It's it's been been fun watching you play, uh, and and uh, and I I think you're well positioned um, going forward too. So thank you for coming in, Uh, Jake Baker, uh, Eli Fry, Coach. Doug Williams, uh, who I, I I can't see you retiring, Coach. Really, uh, what would you do, what would you do if you if you, if you retired? Uh, uh, I would wouldn't do, be around the house. My wife wouldn't let me. You, you would have to tackle that chore list, right? Yeah, that's correct. Do you, you, do you play golf or nope. uh, no? No, you don't. Okay. So, guys, uh, thank you very much, and and, and happy holidays uh, to you. So, and uh, thank you all uh, for uh, for tuning in. Happy holidays as well. Merry Christmas. Uh, Happy New Year. Uh, my thanks to Graham Collin uh, for for uh, putting this all together again. And uh, we'll see you back here next week on the Final Score podcast.